Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, ooh, gosh, gracious. That's a way to... Everybody awake? Oh, <laughs> my. Sorry about that. I don't know. Uh, I guess we're too loud somehow in here. Remember, I talk loud. <laughs> you you have that radio voice, though, I, my friend. I think it's... Uh, it must be my headphones. I had them too loud. And I, you know, I can hear pretty well. I'm going to turn those things down. Sorry about that. It's an auspicious way to... Begin the program. No, no, Jason, I'm not going to use those those headphones. Oh, you need some headphones. Uh, okay, yeah. All right, well, this is a little behind-the-scenes action here at the Weekend Gardener. I hope everybody's uh, well. Uh, I'm Mike Rayley. After that beginning, I don't know if I should say. Rufus Edmondson, former Attorney General, Secretary of State, uh, current Secretary General of Gardening, is is in the house, uh, as they say. Morning, sir. Well, good morning, everybody, and to Nelson and you, and she's got some wonderful plants over here this time Nelson of year. Cox is owner of the Garden Hut, so the Council of State is here. <laughs> yes, I saw uh, the, the real Secretary of State last night at a gathering, and she was fine. Good. And she's a, a listener to our program. I hope she still listens. I, yeah. I, I wish she'd call sometime. I had a couple of people <clears throat> walk up that I would never dream of and say, well, we like the show. How about that? When, when we <clears throat> are out traveling around and have nothing else to do, <laughs> I said, well, that's okay. When you have nothing else to do. I said, that's okay. If you Well, today well, is. Well, that's a backhanded compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Today is the perfect day to listen to the weekend yeah, gardening show. I doubt they have oh, too man. much to do today. <clears throat> and so. you know, really, believe it or not, uh, <clears throat> I, I yesterday, Nelsa, planted three camellias with the help oh, wow. of my friend Palmer. One of them is Lady Va- Van Van Sitter. Uh-huh. Van, Lady Van Sitter. Mm-hmm. Now that is a japonica, right? That's correct. Is that uh, that's the one I think you sent me the picture? Uh, of. Yes, that, that is yeah. the most. That's the best I could figure out because it uh, has a variation of blooms. Um, you could get some that have some red, yeah. um, but it, this but, is sort of red and white, pinkish. Yes. Oh, I sent you a picture of it one time. Well, yes, kids. Lady Van Sitter. Let me Ma- look Lady at Van Sitter. Yeah, and I went with with the old uh, old standby Yuletide, which love it is all gone by Christmas this time. Mine are still blooming and very well budded, so there's a lot of recessed buds. I think because we had some uh, on the north-facing side of our building, and they don't get as much sunlight, so those buds have stayed tight. So we're we're still, I mean, our camellia sasanquas, uh, the fall-blooming ones, um, we still have a ton of buds. Yeah. Well, so I, I kind of gathered them together yesterday just to protect them from a little bit of the cold, but it really didn't get that cold, so they're, they'll be fine. I want to... I tell people this is the best time of the year, in my opinion, to plant things. Let them get in there and get acclimated to the soil and yeah. get those spring blooms. Don't do it today. Yeah, well, there people, little bit. There are people but... that might do that. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't have to water them. Yeah, as long as you're you're not <laughs> sloshing around um, mucky soil and and you can get in, uh, you know, some good yeah. permatil or. Uh, coarse um, pine fines or soil amendments uh, that's it, it is a good time but probably not going to plant anything today unless it's yeah. indoor uh, that person yesterday uh, asked me they said <clears throat> my hydrangeas were beautiful and then when when they lose their leaves they look like they're dead i said oh no 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 it's just it's just the way it is they're going to look scraggly and and 
it looks smaller. It looks smaller than when I planted it. I said, well, you had a lot of stuff on there in those big blooms. Yeah, and and you know one thing I learned from one of our growers out in Sampson County, um, when when it comes to like the limelights and the little limes and the lime prima primas or prima, uh, there's so many different limelights now. But one thing I learned, um, you know, with these newer hydrangeas or hydrangea introductions that are so prolific and give us lots of colors for several many months. Um, I like to uh, go ahead when we're kind of putting them to bed, which has been in the last, oh, six weeks. Um, we we just do a light pruning um, because, like you said, they can be very heavy on top. So I'll, I'll prune them back where, I won't say it's a crew cut, um, but I'd say from a three-gallon plant, so a plant that could be, uh, 30 inches tall, some maybe even a little taller than that, 36 mm-hmm. inches tall. I'll take them back to where they're they're about uh, 20 to 24 inches. So mm-hmm. it makes those branches like much stronger to be able to hold that the upcoming heads. And right. in this particular type of hydrangeas, <clears throat> the, the series we're talking speaking of, um, you know, they flower off of new growth as well. So unlike our old-fashioned camellias that flower off of old growth. Right. So chances are if you've bought a hydrangea, purchased a hydrangea in the last, you know, 15 years, you're, you're, you're good, okay, you're, you're good to prune versus, you know, if it's your old-fashioned ones, you do not want to prune. And so to be, to be sure, I always don't touch them <laughs> until, until when it, in the spring of the year, say, okay, that's a, that's a dead stem there, cut that one out yeah. after the rest are blooming. Yeah. Now, what is that gorgeous, I, I'm, I'm just in love with the oak leaf hydrangeas. What's that little, I am too. little baby one uh, that has a red, is it ruby red, something like that? The, I know there's a, well, there's a peewee, there's a ruby slipper maybe. Ruby slipper, that's it. Um, yeah. There, there's go? several dwarfs. Uh, there's, a, there's one that has there's kind a, of lime, lime colored uh, leaves. Oh, yes. Yes. That is pretty small. Yeah, mine's Rel- about, about three feet tall. Relatively speaking. Yeah, yeah. it probably won't get much. It's a sort of a that. chartreuse color. Yeah, it's it's really they really fascinating, beautiful. especially when they come out in the yeah. in the spring. And and that's one of the things that I brought today. Um, you know, so you know, I know the audience can't see this, but you know, on a cold, dreary day, um, you know, or just a, it doesn't have to be dreary, but a cold morning. You're getting your coffee, your breakfast. Is that a, in a Cuba? It is. I raised my hand because we're, um, we're in class. You're having, um, you know, your coffee. You're looking out at your your birding area, and the backdrop should be this beautiful akuba. This particular one is called um, uh, Montmorata, and I've paired it with a type of um, podocarpus, a type of yew. So you can see that nice long, uh, slender green leaf with this beautiful yellow. And just green speckling, so it's the reverse of what most akubas we know. Instead of yellow speckling and green leaves, this is a lot of gold and green speckling. But look at that combination. Yeah. So you're in your house, you're having your coffee, you're watching the birds at their feeding station, and you've got this beautiful backdrop. And you start singing, you, 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 <laughs> I'm in love with you. Oh, uh, he's you, got another you. hit, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Boy. Oh, boy. Oh, so, boy. So... What about the Akuba and uh, disease? You know, some of the earlier varieties had had some disease problems. Yeah, and I would say that um, you know if if you think about azaleas and rhododendrons and um, you know plants that could be say more 
prone to uh, like if I top through a root rot or, or black uh, root rot. Um, you know, just a good cultural environment, cleaning, soil amending, watering in well, um, mm. and, you know, just trying to go in and, and you know, from cold damage or, or just just keeping it on the dry side. You know, let it get established, plant it slightly up, you know, making sure you're using good soil. Um, you should start out pretty well with something like that. Um, keeping a little bit of fertility <coughs> up with a organic soil, or organic fertilizer, um, you know, February of, of um, each year is, is usually a good healthy start. So, um, but yeah, there are some that can can have a little more trouble than um, some of the newer ones that are out there. Yeah. What about pruning a lower pedlum? I did. <laughs> I'm going to ask you now. Well, I mean, this is the way I feel about it. Don't do it. <laughs> well, I had to get it off of the, off of the the gutter. I understand that, and sometimes doing some selective pruning is is important. Um, but do they have hollow stems. They? they do not. They're they, woody. Um, but uh, you know, here's the thing. Like I'll, I'll see people that'll have these even on even on properties that still have half an acre or more. Um, I'll see people that have these beautiful forsythias, and you know, I, I watched them uh, through the summer, and they're billowing. They're beautiful. They're full, and for some reason, in the fall, it's like you know, summer's over. Oh, I can get out and do yard work. It's cooling down. And they go in there and they shear them. And yes, they're still going to flower, but very minimally. Um, and versus just you know letting them go and seeing a mass, a yeah. a five by five, a, a eight by eight uh, area. And there's different sizes, but of just color and blooms versus seeing a rounded or a box ball, if you will, of just a few stems with a few I flowers. I, so, uh, Lord like Pedulums, exactly. So, exactly. So, I, Lord I Pedulums, yeah, you know, flower the same time. Um, so, you're cutting off the blooms, but, you know, obviously, if, if, you know, they're in the way, then, yeah. Well, I cut off the whole limb. That I didn't top it. I, I yeah. never do that. <clears throat> I've got one out in, in sun that I got from you years ago, right in the sun, and that is such a specimen plant. Well, I have um, three of the Zhuzhou Laura Pedulums that, gosh, they've probably been at my house, I don't know, 25 years, and they're every bit of 25 feet tall. And the funny yeah, thing is, yeah. is I planted them around um, my my well box cover, three of them. And so they're they're commingled. I've, I've been able to, over the years, limb them up. Um, so they really kind of look limbed up like a, like a you know, a crepe myrtle, but they're beautiful. Yeah, I was uh, thinking of Lantana when I was talking about the hollow stem. So uh, and, de- big and, difference. Yeah, and, you know, Lantana actually is really a woody stem. I mean, I've, I've heard it referenced with the hollow stem, but it, it it it's when you get to the end of the season, September, October, they're, they're starting to um, prepare to go, you know, dormant or lose their leaves, or especially when they hit, they get a frost. Um, it's it's a woody stem now now maybe some of the tender or top growth may may have you know a little bit of a, a pithy stem but well everybody um, wants to prune them after they've finished and they lose their leaves and everything so should we do that i the, would not yeah well, so you're I, I know that's where you were going yeah. so yeah i agree um you know that many perennials do have that very uh, pithy hollow stem and and shouldn't necessarily be pruned because you don't want that water and cold to to draw down into them and you've cut it close to the ground but yes so we leave our uh, miss huff lantanas 
um, unpruned. They're not the prettiest. We may, and they're massive. I mean, they're massive. When I tell you um, it, it's a, a five foot, six foot by five foot, six foot, you know, single specimen, um, we have several of them uh, that line a bank. Um, but we, we may trim it just a little bit, but only a little bit. Um, we, we wait till either we start seeing a little sign of growth or, you know, again, we have the good fortune now of being able to kind of look at the extended Ford forecast. So, you know, we, we may start tidying them up, pruning them all the way back to a nubbin sometime mid-March. So getting back to Laura Pedlam, they, they can be tender too, uh, in wintertime. They, they can get some cold hurt too, can't they? Um, I, I suppose they could, um, from a grower perspective or, uh, you know, a nursery garden center perspective, um, they're in small little three gallons and, um, you know, their containers, their roots are above ground. So, you know, we, we would cover if we're going to probably drop below 25, 26 from a homeowner point of view, if you've, you know, if it's been in the ground, uh, more than a couple seasons, um, you've got wind. I mean, there's no reason to cover, um, you, and there can be a little bit of winter damage on it, but they're pretty tough. I mean, it really has to consistently two or three nights, um, you know, be in the, the mid or low 20s or teens for it to, to uh, suffer any type of damage. But they're pretty pretty tough about bouncing back. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's good. What's the, the common name? Chinese? Uh, Chinese fringe. Fringe, yes. Yeah. As opposed to the Chinese paper plant. Or the right. Chinese fringe tree. Yeah. Which is the grandfather's beard. That's correct. That is correct. I have um, a beautiful um, Chinese, let's see, is it a Chinese fringe? It's not the old man's beard or the Gracie, uh, Grancy gray beard. Uh, it's not the native fringe tree, but it's the Chinese fringe tree, which has more of an ovate um, shape to it versus the, the native is a little more upright and, um, you know, it, it kind of pencils up and then a billows over versus the Chinese is is going to be wider and um, you know almost looks like a, a a large broccoli in shape or, or cauliflower but we had um, closed one Saturday in the spring and we had this windstorm our staff was standing around and, and we clear up at the front and we hear this boom and the ground kind of shakes we all ran outside and so we had a tree that fell and it went, and, and this was right when this thing was budding, starting to bloom. And anyway, this tree fell and smashed my beautiful specimen tree. Oh, I was sad. <coughs> Much weeping, so. weeping and gnashing of teeth. But now I feel like it's a, a landscape bonsai. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm not cutting it down. Now you used a word there a while ago. You said ovate. Yes. Please tell. Didn't me they teach that. you that in law school? I, I didn't. I didn't hear that one. Ovate. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it's sort of like rectangle circle square trapezoid yeah, well, you know I, it, it's 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 ovate i mean the, the shape is kind of uh it's not a mushroom shape but again if you could visualize if you were holding up is that portly like, <laughs> yeah it is portly <laughs> <laughs> that's what came to mind with me it is but. it is vased but it is oval it's like my uncle pug he was always portly <laughs> he was, was ovate. That a nick- he was ovate. Was that a nickname? That was a nickname. He had, oh, okay. He had little chicken wing arms. Poor fellow. What did it's, y'all do to him? He was from Baltimore. Well, there and you bald headed <laughs> about five three. Lord. And uh, wide about six three. 
with these chicken wing arms. And you called him Uncle Pug? Uncle Pug. Yeah. He was ovate. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> Did your mother call him Uncle Pug? Well, he married my mother's sister, Aunt Margaret. And she called him Uncle Pug, too? Well, it... Pug, get yeah. in here, boy. <laughs> she whiz. He did look like a bulldog, too. And you you should name a bulldog Pug. That That is uh, what I thought of when you were referencing yeah. your uncle. Rest is rest in peace. Uncle yeah. Pug. Chicken wings and all. Yep. <laughs> Steve is in Garner. Hey, Steve. Good morning, guys. Yeah. You know, last week y'all were talking about uh, Daphne's. Yes. When don't we? <laughs> yeah, they, they do seem to come up this time of year. Well, I mean, I have, uh, y'all had a live remote down in uh, Pukley Arena a couple of years, well, more than a couple of years ago. And one of the giveaways was a uh, variegated Daphne. Mm-hmm. And when y'all mentioned that, I went out and checked on it. My, mine is still there. It's still, yeah. it's not growing very much, but it's, uh, Still vigorous and still it still blooms. Yeah, so, they they can last. Yeah. You just uh, gotta have the right combination. But yeah, like almost not plant it. Well, I, I got it in a well-drained, uh, moist area, and that's apparently that's what it likes. So, it's, well, we'll see for how long, Steve. I got one I planted about fifteen years ago that I went down into the. It, I planted it in the woods, and it's still there. So, I mean, I, I got two Daphnes that are still growing in my garden. So, um, I just uh, want to let y'all know that they do last if you if you uh, ignore them. <laughs> well, I was thinking the same thing. Maybe you are ignoring. Is are you giving it too much love, Rufus? At yours? Well, I'm 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 doing okay right now. You All don't right. fertilize them ever. Oh, of course not. Yeah, I, I still have, I just, I still have I don't three. Fertilize I, much of anything, and I did manage one time to root one out of about fifteen, and it, it's still growing. But I, I don't know what. How do you? How do you succeed on that, Nelsa? Say that again. Rooting uh, uh, Daphne's. Oh, they're tough. They're tough. Um, it, it's not something that I have been successful with. Um, there was uh-huh. a guy in Clayton. Um, Sam Allen, Tar Heel native tree, um, and he built, kind of designed and built um, one of his Quonset huts just for Daphne's, and and he was probably the most successful um, North Carolina uh, Daphne grower, and he he grew for several nurseries as well as uh, garden centers, and he was good at it, but he figured out the magic trick. Mm. And and it was tough. I mean, there were some... um, cultivars or species that were because he he had uh, i don't know a half a dozen or more um varieties that that he would release and sell but um you know some were more difficult than others and you know he had this uh math formula calculation where he's like okay i'm getting you know 70 percent to root in this group and you know only 30 percent to root in this group well if you're only getting 30 percent out of a thousand you've got 300 but you put all that labor and soil and pots and fertilizer and uh time um then they're they're expensive <laughs> well, i thought i did a pretty good one out of 15 you but did I, very good but i didn't want to try it ever again because it it took two years to even where i would try to take it out of the little little container yeah i bet well, anyway, it's a new year, and and uh, 
the Daylily Club is going to start up again. Um, it's our first meeting is in March, uh, and we're moving to a new venue. We're well, they run you out of the last one, huh? Did they run you out of the last one? Were you all too rowdy, or? I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, they ran me out and then voted me in as the attendance uh, uh, secretary. Uh, but anyway, we're meeting at the J.C. Ralston Arboretum on Sundays now, and it's the second Sunday in March. It's March the 10th from 2 to 4 at the J.C. Ralston Arboretum. What a fun, appropriate place to meet. And I so enjoyed when the Daylily um, Society came out to Garden Hut back in the fall, and it, it I mean, it rained gaggle it rained and rained Uh, yeah it's kind of like this kind of day oh it was it i mean it was a it was a gully washer i mean it it was raining amazing the number of people that actually braved that weather they did they did and i'm telling you my mother i think she's going back into the day lily business so she's she she's been a potting and plotting. She's plot got areas plotted out, and she she it, when the w- weather breaks, it's on, baby. Well, she's welcome to come to a meeting. I mean, <laughs> well, she's in Greensburg. Is, is there one? Is there a Daylily Club up there? I don't know. There used to be one in Greensboro, but I think uh, it, uh, it dissolved, disbanded. Yeah. yeah. Well, when we were on a Daylily trip back in June, we met. Uh, this couple who, who you know, obviously, obviously, you daylily people are weird. Let's just go with plant people are weird. We got about twenty seconds. But um, we met this couple from just down the road from our farm, and and that's what they did is they collected daylilies. So, yeah. um, but anyway, she she's that she's, means you're weird, Steve. Yeah. That's right. That's all right, Steve. Actually, I'm strange, but that's strange. Well, I'm weird and you're strange, so there you go. Well, <laughs> Steve, you take it easy, buddy. Have a nice dry day. All right. You have a good day. Thanks. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up here on WPTF if we can find the nerve. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Yeah, we're back. It's uh, eight thirty-four. It's a little quieter in here. We're trying to trying to relax a little bit. And uh, <laughs> what what kind of expression is that, Rufus? You didn't. I, I was taken by surprise that we were back, back well, out radio well, land. You didn't say anything that you shouldn't. So you know, not this time. The resident Victor Trivet used <laughs> to have relax. a radio program in W W A T A. He said, "All you folks out there in Radio Land." Uh huh. And uh, it was a, quite a show. They had a little yeah. quartet that sang on Sunday morning. Well, we'll see if we'll uh, – well, maybe we can get a little gospel group or something, and uh, maybe we can – you know, yeah. it was uh, Senator Al- Albertson's uh, birthday this week. Oh, great for him. What yeah. a great friend. Yeah. And then Duplin. He owns Duplin County. Wow. Wonderful I guy. mean, not literally, but he yeah. Uh, yeah. he is you know kind of the face of – of uh, Duplin County in, in many respects, at least with me. So, a happy a, birthday a to you, Senator. Kind person. What a wonderful and, and just extremely ta- multi talented, uh, especially with that guitar. Boy, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, everything's, everything's going to be all right, as uh, Commissioner Graham used to say. 
I'm just still looking at this photograph of uh, Lady Van Sittart, uh, the Camellia japonica, and there are literally all kinds of on on the stems. There's stems coming out, and they're different colors. There's a red one, solid red. There's one with uh, more pink than white on it. Yeah. It's kind of edged in white. Right. And then there's one that has um, it's mostly white and has some red flecks in it. Yeah. All on the same plant. And yeah. then there's another one, another that has uh, has pink, red, and white on the bloom. So that that is the <clears throat> beauty of the variegated flowers of of Camellia japonicas. They they're they're either inoculated or have a virus, and it causes this um, stipulation. And typically, um, you may see in some of the leaves a little bit of yellow splotching. That's kind of the virus. Yes, that's the picture you sent me. Oh, and so that yeah. now that's a, a lot more pink. Yeah, so it that, is. Isn't that, isn't that familiar to what you're looking at, Michael? Well, I'll have to. Um... <laughs> I'll have to find this and and show you what now, I'm talking about. I didn't about think that Lady Van Sittart, Sittart, Sittart was yeah. had a bigger bloom as this. Oh one yeah, has. it does. And and I could be wrong. Like I say, I looked at the photo. That well, you photo can't you be wrong me. if you're coming on this show and telling people. It, stuff. it happens. Well, I didn't tell anybody on the show. I told Rufus over my phone. <laughs> oh, okay. So, well, um, but I, I said my guess would be that. Um, now, if you really want to know. Uh, there's a guy by the name of Mike Chalednik. He goes by Mike C. S. E. E. You can find him on Facebook. I'm telling you, that young man is world worldly of like like his mission, his goal in life is to uh, basically identify, catalog, log. He 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 is a camellia hog. I'm telling you, he's okay. all over it. <clears throat> he's awesome, and and I love to follow him. I love to see. Uh, the blooms he's posting. I mean, he'll take his lunch break, his vacation, his you know every day. I mean, he's he's at this arboretum, this um, botanical garden, this nursery. Um, he goes to all the camellia shows, flower shows. Um, but he's he's amazing. So well, I, I think Nelson, this one is consistently absolutely all just like this one. Okay. No no red. Uh, no, no different color. Every every bloom on there is that that it may not be. It may but. not be. Um, like I say, I think the one you sent me was an up close picture, and that was, you know, off the cuff, the best I could come up with. Yeah. Well, I want one like this. I want. That yeah, has, and has we've had those. And, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. I'm trying to find. Oh, that's fan. That red is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, this just the uh, variety is extraordinary. Because there are flowers like that, Rufus. <clears throat> look, that that you sent. Oh, and is that a lady? That's the one you sent me. Yeah. And I'm telling you. And that's you, mostly that one's mostly pink. Right, but you you could have a plant that has all of that, or you could have a plant that just has red. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Minimal oh. variegation. Well, it's the most beautiful thing. Whatever it does, however, whatever kind of disease it got that you mentioned, <laughs> virus. Keep it, <laughs> virus. And the leaves are just a very glossy, beautiful, dark now, Does green. it stay that way if you've got one that has the red and the, the different it, color it, flower? It does probably, it stay that for perpetuity? It, it probably will, but it could it could continue to have um, you know another branch that uh, at some point produces buds or flower buds that that are um, you know different color. Wow! 
That's I mean that's really extraordinary. Yeah. And you know you can something to look forward to each each winter. Absolutely. And and you know the camellias, I mean just even camellia japonicas that we're we're speaking of which are which are flowering now in our area and will continue till till March, April. Um but uh you know it's it's like such a vast collection. It, it's just like speaking with Steve and his daylilies. I mean, daylilies is his gig, his passion, and there's tens and tens and tens of thousands. And same thing with camellias. They are everywhere. Uh, I, mean, I say they're everywhere. There are so, so many. And, you know, typically, I don't, I don't want to say we get stale in the in the garden center, but, you know, you've got growers that they, they just can't grow a thousand varieties. They can't grow 10,000 varieties. So that's why you get these these collectors or um, these specialty nurseries. Um, your garden centers, I'm not saying they're having just the basics because we're always looking for what's that cutting edge that someone's producing that we can bring in, you know, 20, 30 of every year and, and you know, fulfill our, our customers. So it, it's a complex green environment. <laughs> yes. Well, what, what is the Camellia place in Chapel Hill I've never Camellia visited. Forest. Mm-hmm. Never visited there. I want to do that. You should. We'll I mean, have to and take a, a I'll tell you what we'll do, Rufus. We'll go uh we'll go eat at Merritt's one day and mm. then we'll go deal. We'll go yeah. to Camellia Forest. <clears throat> the committee has met and unanimously said yes. Aye aye. <clears throat> Oh, by the way, uh, speaking of adjournment, uh, we will adjourn a half hour early this morning. Oh, okay. At 1030, uh, the Tar Heels are playing at noon, and so they have an hour and a half pregame. So at 1030, we, we shall adjourn. Who who are they playing? Well, I, you're the Carolina I graduate. I don't even know. The Tar Heels? I looked it up. It's, it's another ACC team, I'll tell you. And by the way, uh, while she's checking that, uh, there, it is raining, and if you're just uh, – opening your eyes this morning it is raining outside it was raining pretty hard when i was coming into work this morning uh so please i I saw a couple of accidents please watch yourself as you're driving because uh i mean it doesn't matter if you're driving a really heavy vehicle it's still going to spin out of control in the water uh as it's ponding and there are places where you can on uh relatively flat surfaces like on uh, six forks i was driving down and i'll tell you it'll give you a little quick ride it'll get your attention if you drive through some some ponding water so be careful with that and um we uh, i think maybe this morning about 9 30 we'll talk to uh, folks at the national weather service if they were available just to find out about What's proceeding today? I know up uh, around where the commissioner of agriculture lives, Summerfield, it's uh, there, there was some freezing rain this morning. There, it, at least uh, it was pink up the, up there in that area and up uh, through Martinsville. And uh, maybe Roxborough got, got a little bit too. I don't know uh, if, if there were any problems. I know that there was some brine that was put on the roads around here just in case. But uh, it's when I came in, it was like 38, 39 degrees. So I, I wouldn't worry too much about that. But the rain is all, all it needs for all you need for an accident. So be careful this morning. So um, I will give you to a clue on who Carolina is playing. All right. Give me the clue. <clears throat> okay. They're great. 
I don't know. That's Tony right, the Tiger, that, isn't it? That, that, it is Tony the Tiger. <clears throat> and uh, that, that means Clemson. That is ding, ding, ding. And Clemson, Clemson, we have a Clemson that should be a good game. Clemson is, is uh, pretty highly rated yeah, this they, year. They have um, the statistics. I, I use the ESPN app. has 57.5% Clemson over Carolina. Did uh, you say Clemson? Clemson. Clemson. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, good luck to Carolina. And good luck to State today because they have um, State at 53.4% over Virginia. Oh, yes. Go State. Anytime they're not playing Carolina now, I'm all for you. Well, I'm telling you, and and I know where this conversation is going to go when I say Tony Bennett, but the coach for Virginia, he is just the cutest thing ever. Really? Oh, my goodness. I do. That's cute. Very attractive guy. Is he eye candy? He's yeah. He's just a. I just like that man. I would love to meet him someday. Well, by golly, he's been we'll, a great uh, coach. we'll go up and crash a game sometime. Let's do it. <laughs> sounds like sounds like a road trip. We'll just <laughs> we'll take. He's uh, just handsome. Yeah. We'll just uh, yeah. So I hope we beat him tonight, though. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, by the way, I, I we were running out of time <clears throat> when I was in Boone uh, a while here a couple weeks ago for a family funeral of my favorite nephew. My cousin Gladys from Johnson City came over and brought me uh, a daylily. And she called it Carolina Gold. So, Steve, if you're listening, what about Carolina Gold? I think I've heard of Carolina Gold. Have you heard of that, Nelson? I have not. Daylily, Carolina Gold. Mm -hmm. It's a nice. It may be some other thing. Nice clump. And she's from Johnson City, Tennessee, with the Carolina Gold. Uh, and did she did she know Uncle Pug? Oh, she knew <laughs> Uncle Pug, absolutely. Oh, yeah, Uncle, Uncle Pug and, and Aunt Margaret would come down in the summertime, <laughs> and they would stay about three weeks. And Mama would call up her other sister and say, uh, "Lottie, why don't you take Pug and Margaret for a little while? Because they're about to wear me out." Were <laughs> they eating you out of house and home? <laughs> It's funny, back, uh, I put a little bit of it in my book. Yeah. <laughs> when I was growing up, you know, people didn't have, uh, they didn't tell you they were coming. And all of a sudden, these folks from out west, this this mystery, mystic fellow named Uncle John would show up from out west. Wyoming. Uncle John? Yeah, Wyoming somewhere, and he'd stay for three or four weeks. Was he a cowboy? Well, he, he said he worked in the wheat fields. But I have pictures oh. of Uncle John sitting on the porch. Uh, one of them's in in my book, yeah, and this mysterious yeah. fella named Uncle John from out west. Hmm. Did anybody know him? Well, my daddy seemed to have some knowledge that he that he was akin to my my grandmother on what was your grandmother's my name? father's side, Nan Nan uh, Grandma Nan. <laughs> <laughs> This is great. No, was that Daylily uh, Carolina Red and Gold? Because I can't find a Carolina she just, Gold. She just called it Carolina Gold. Okay, well, I see a Carolina Red and Gold that was is, inter- is it, is it, introduced in 2009. Well, that couldn't be it. No. That, uh-uh. yeah, that's an, According to her, she's had it for years. Okay. Maybe she, maybe she just sort of added that wording on there. Well, maybe there is a Carolina gold. <laughs> well, is your, uh, does she drink? Well, uh, <clears throat> no, but my cousin John does. Her brother. Uh-huh. Uh, There's always at least one in the family. 
<laughs> so I think Steve from Garner is uh, back. Steve? Hey, guys. Yeah, is there a uh, Carolina Gold Daylily? Yeah, if you go to the American Daylily Society Daylily database, uh, it does come up. Uh, it is a shooter. It was uh, developed in 2004. It's when you say a shooter, what are you referring a to? A shooter is the uh, hybridizer. Mm. And he is What'd your wife say? Uh, prolific <laughs> in the uh, Daily Society. Okay. Well, so what reference did you use? I, I, Google. I used Google. the NHS Daylily database. Well, what does it look like, Steve? It's bright yellow with white tinges on the outer um, petals and sepals. Uh, it is a solid yellow. It, it even has a yellow throat. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to it. It's six inches in diameter and 30 inches tall. Well, that's a rather large, yeah. It is a big flower, yes. Well, okay, Gladys. Do you uh, do you have one in your garden? <laughs> no. My wife and I both looked at each other and said, they've never heard of that one, so. Well, you better get one then. <laughs> Carolina Gold. Yeah, that is the name of my garden, isn't it? Just one more. Uh, anyway, I did, if you if you you can actually print that sheet out and get get you a data sheet on it that gives you the the all the information on it. Okay. Well, good. Right. I knew that you would, you would know. All right. Thought I'd let you lie. Thank you much. Thank, Thank you, you very much, Steve. <laughs> Nelson, you didn't you didn't. Well, here's Carolina Gold Digger. Well, I've heard of a gold digger. <laughs> well, your uncle did come from that, out west, yeah. what, yeah. Uncle John. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what my mama called Uncle Pug, a gold digger, <laughs> and as well as Uncle Pug. My goodness, they've been dead forty, fifty years, so I'm not, I'm not getting any trouble here. No, but no why I, would I remember Uncle Pug? Well, why would you not? <laughs> How could you not <clears throat> remember him? Oh, my hey, God. here's a, a tall, bearded Iris. Oh, that's an iris. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Carolina gold. No, I've heard of the Carolina gold iris. Yeah. Okay. Well, this in this in well, the daily register. And then there's so. the gold confetti, gold confetti lantana. Now you've heard of a Carolina gold daylily. Well, you can't you yeah. can't have too many day daylilies. It's uh, you they're, know, they're I, so I found <clears throat> that's deer a good food. Plant. Deer food. Yeah, a good plant <laughs> to put on a bank. They hold they hold the soil very well. Mm -hmm. They do. Yeah. And Noel, well, Noel Weston was so good about getting uh, daylilies out to DOT, and that's kind of part oh, of the, the highway. They're, they're beautiful between here and, and the coast. You know, oh, that, yeah. Mrs. Yeah, I look forward to seeing Mrs. That. Dan Moore, mm -hmm. Governor Moore's wife, is the one who started that beautification project, <clears throat> and I shall ever be thankful to her for mm -hmm. that. Right. And that was... It was uh, in, North uh, in, in the mid-60s during the Johnson yes. administration. So yes. that, that uh, as we know, Lady Bird Johnson was an advocate for beautifying America. Yeah, and he was from, from Canton, North Carolina. <clears throat> Governor Dan Moore. He sure was. <clears throat> All right, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Uh, it's still pretty chilly out there, 39 degrees and raining so uh, do be careful. Uh, I wouldn't. If you're going to slide, you're going to slide because you're driving too fast in the rain, not because of any 
any ice or anything. You have to drive north to hit ice. Our friend Chris Edwards, uh, who's been doing the morning show here recently, uh, is the voice of the Lady Blue Devils, uh, and also for the for the baseball team. And poor guy, he is having. He's maybe on the road right now, heading toward uh, Charlottesville. So mm-hmm. uh, I wish him luck. I don't. He's he's about in between the ages of my my children. And I said, well, how about give me a call when you get there? <laughs> <laughs> I worried That's about funny. you. So um, hope Chris uh, makes it <clears throat> makes it okay. I hope he's already gone and gotten mostly uh, most of the way there. At any rate, we're going to take a break and be back with more of uh, the WPTF Weekend Gardener. I'm Mike Rayley. It's 8.52. You're listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF, the Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayley here, along with Rufus Edmiston and Nelson Cox, owner of the Garden Hut. Uh, William is with us in Durham right now, and let's talk to, to William. William, how are you today? Well, I'm resting. I'm trying to stay in out of the weather. I, that's a great idea, William. I can tell you're a smart guy. That's what I would uh, be doing today, but I had to get out. I hear you. Well, you got to work for a living. I got to work, man. Got to work. I, my uh, question is about uh, daylily. I can get it spotted, but if I have a problem, my, I'm having a problem speaking. One of the things is I want to plant it in the pot, but I want to use the pot as a barrier on a hill. Is this um, is this out <clears throat> outside? I assume outside somewhere. You want to plant it in in, in a uh, raised bed in a box yeah, or? Well, I wasn't planted on a hill. Oh, okay. And I, thought, and I thought if I bought it in the pot and cut the bottom out, it would grow. Uh huh. Be like a barrier. Right. Something I can do like that. And and why is it that you want a barrier? You, now it's on around a, the roots. It's on a hill, so yes, it's on a hill, and it's difficult to grow things on that hill. Yeah, but you know the daylily is a perfect plant for holding the soil. But I guess because of the root system. Yeah, I I, I definitely would not keep the plant uh, bound up. I would uh, take the whole container off and just put the roots in the ground uh if it's a pretty steep slope um 45 degree angle uh, or just plant it into the bank um and it'll do great i think my problem is uh trying to make sure that it is really in the ground because i have to do so much chopping and digging and right anything in there yeah but you, you say i can take it out of the pot and put it in the ground yeah, that, that's what I would recommend. Um, I think the plant will do better and produce right. more flowers that way. Yeah, I, I think I think that'd be the best thing to do, and I, I think uh, it will hold the soil hang in there pretty well. There, William. All right. <laughs> you take care, my friend. Not another problem I had. 
Yeah, we got about uh, 30 seconds, uh, William, before the news. Do you want to hang on after the news? Well, that's all right. Uh, I I just was going to speak about a problem I had talked to you about before. All right. What what was the problem real quick, if you can do it at about... Real quick was that I had my uh, lilies and all of that, and they got mixed up with the... um, uh, um, it was. Um, I, I, I'm sorry, I can't. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. You hold on. I'll. Uh, we'll get this off the air during the news and answer it uh, after the news, and we'll be back. Oh.